0: So we find ourselves here once more. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Brooklyn Knights the podcast. I am your host, your co-host, one of the hostesses with the mostesses. You could call me Mr. Ness, and with me as always my right-hand man.
1: Your boy Jay is in the building as always, bro. What's up, Jay? How are Jail you today? I'm good, man. It's a beautiful What's day the out? weather? Oh, <laughs> the <laughs> <laughs> It's brick. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you know, that's a that's a, a New York thing, right? Is brick. Like the fact that uh inanimate object could tell you just how freaking cold it is. Right? Because you hear brick and you know you're like, damn, that's cold. Yeah, it's cold. It's cold. You know, it doesn't matter, like negative ten, negative no, it's brick. That, that's that's it. all you need to know.
1: You don't need to know the Fahrenheit, you don't know what degree, nothing. Just it's brick.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nothing. You know, speaking speaking of those bricks, right? So today's episode, I think we're gonna delve into those bricks that comprise our beautiful city, our beautiful borough, uh, because there's a lot of iconic brickery uh across across Brooklyn. Uh, you know, our our, our our amazing bridge is made out of bricks, right? I think that's that's what makes it iconic. Everything else is metal and you know, super futuristic elements, and, and Brooklyn Bridges is made out of bricks yeah there's some metal in it but like the 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 foundation the structure right yeah it's brick um and so we opened it with the song from our good friends uh el gran combo de puerto rico once again uh se me fue <laughs> uh the song is basically about uh, his girl that leaves him and goes to new york it, right you know that happens
1: so much too i mean back in you know it, you had so many family members living in puerto rico that they're that the significant other se me fue you know, and where they go to Nueva
0: York, Nueva York that's to, to make the, the life, make the living. And so we, we find ourselves, you know, imagine we left Puerto Rico. We got off the Eastern <laughs> plane. <laughs> we oh, let me, landed. Let me clap. <laughs> Puerto Rico is clapping. <laughs> Diti, Doña Elba's over there doing the rosary, you know, thanking God for the safe trip and all that kind of stuff. Somebody smoking a cigarette in first class. And and we find ourselves in our beautiful borough of Brooklyn. Uh and I, you know, so I today is is about iconic locations that we came up in, in this beautiful uh borough. And so I, you know, for me, Brooklyn Bridge is one of those. Right? It's it's in all of the pictures, there's there's all of these uh uh devastatingly beautiful uh, uh portraits, uh pictures, landscapes. Uh, over the head aerial distance shots and, and the Brooklyn Bridge is is prominently featured. Um and so, you know, I don't know, six or seven episodes ago, I talked about like my my landmark falling in love with Brooklyn moment was being with my mom at the bicentennial and seeing the Brooklyn Bridge and and you know in the future from that time thinking about going across that bridge to to Manhattan. Uh, it's a then, sight,
1: right? It's a it's a sight to see. I mean, like um, seeing this structure that, again, it's just kind of gothic to a certain point, right? Mm-hmm. And it is so iconic. It is what I think most people think about when they when they hear Brooklyn. It is truly an amazing bridge, though.
0: It is, and and th- th- so you know, fun fact, you don't realize how, I guess, long. I was gonna say big, but how long? Yeah the Brooklyn bridges until you actually walk across it. And so, you know, one of my things to do when I started to reclaim my my Brooklyn lifestyle was I'm going to walk across this bridge. And halfway through, I said to myself, why am I walking across this bridge? (laughs) Because, holy Jesus, that is a long bridge. I'm sure you did it
1: in the summertime too. and It was mad hot.
0: No, I, di- I did you know and so it's it's beautiful you see all of these people doing stuff on the bridge taking pictures trying to be dangerous it's it's actually and don't ask me how I know this but like if you look at the bridge there's these these uh, uh, cables you know the, the what I, I guess they call the the, the the structural cables that attach to the large uh, brick um, platforms you can actually get up onto them very easily and walk up to the top of the thing if if not for the police presence and NYPD <laughs> uh, being very vigilant about these things but uh, people have been able to get on there and walk to the top where like the New York the 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 United States flag is um so again don't ask me how I know that you could get up on this thing but understand that you can
1: there was a controversy a, a few years ago somebody changed the flag recently like so yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 Because th- it was accessible and remains to this day accessible. Brooklyn Bridge, definitely iconic uh, for me in terms of that. Uh, and since we're on a topic of bridges, uh, the lesser known cousin, <laughs> right? The verrazano Bridge, which uh, people forget about because it connects to Staten Island, and who wants to go there? <sighs> It's not Staten Island though, it's Shaolin. <laughs> Sha- Shaolin, home of the Wu Tang. Shouts to Wu Tang, they for the children, and we miss you. Please come back, make an album. But uh, Verrazano Bridge, another uh, landmark. And if I remember the random trivia that I saw, the longest suspension bridge in the continental United States.
1: It's also a, a, a work of marvel. I mean, it's again, I think most iconic is obviously Brooklyn Bridge, but To see the structure in, in, you know, the Verrazano, it's, that one is, it's a clean kind of uh, iron structure, which is also breathtaking, to be honest.
0: Yeah. And it doesn't get,
1: yeah, it doesn't get recognized a lot because of where it's located, right? Because it's all the way down in that part of, um, you know, Brooklyn and going into Staten Island. So, but it's a, it's a magnificent bridge as well, man.
0: It is. And it's made even better by the fact that John Travolta and his crew of Mal- malcontents uh, were chilling on the Verrazano Bridge in the Saturday Night Fever movie, where they pretended to fall off the bridge and scared the bejesus out of <laughs> out of that girl. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's... I mean, you know, Brooklyn, we have movies filmed in Brooklyn, and Verrazano Bridge was one of them. So, those are two for me, you know, the bridges. And, and obviously there's the Williamsburg Bridge, which, you know, and, and the, the Manhattan Bridge, but we won't talk about that. Right yeah, now. not as appealing. I would say just
1: yeah, those are just uh, logistically okay, right? They, they 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 serve a purpose, but you know, I think it can.
0: <laughs> I, I couldn't have said they serve their they they bridge two different pieces of land, and the less said, the better. Tienes este lado y tienes este
1: lado y el puente. That's it. it.
0: So, what about you? What 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 seminal or landmark Brooklyn thing for you stands out? I, I think for me.
1: Um, it's Coney Island, you know? Mm. Yeah. You know, you don't have a lot of areas in Brooklyn that are, you know, geared to just simple attractions and, and, you know, it's, it's on the beach. It's, it's, it's iconic with, with the, with the old machinery that they have, the smells, you know, Nathan's, Um yeah. and to me, it just really reminds me of the summertime, right? And I think a lot of the uh, the uh, the situations that we go through are seasonal, right? So during the summertime, you're trying to hit the beach, Coney Island, you know, versus you know other time periods where you're like, all right, let me just chill inside and and go to a house party or something of sort, right? Absolutely. Um, but yeah. Coney Island, I mean, it, it was just that spot that you knew was always going to be crowded. Um, At the age that we were going, um, there was always, you know, the opposite sex was going to be there, right, in drones. And to me, it just, you know, kind of, you know, just having that good old time hanging out with the fellas and, you know, and if it wasn't with the fellas, your moms would take you every now and then and she would pay for all the machines and whatnot. Um, But it just felt like there was so much happening in a city that already has so much happening. There's so yeah. much happening at Coney Island.
0: I I just got to jump in here. I love that you said the machines, because in my head, I hear you having a conversation with your mom in Spanish. <laughs> and you're saying to her, I want to get on the rides. Yeah. And she's saying, "Pa qué tú te quieres poner esa máquina? <laughs> yeah. Which then, you know, the machine is literally the rides, but because there was no Spanish word for the rides. Yeah. Uh, we called it The Machine. So, yeah. I, you know, because that happened to me. Yeah. La máquina uh, my grandpa would be like, te poner la máquina. Uh, yeah. No, we're, we're not going in the máquina. It's funny you say that. Yeah. Because I say The Machine because
1: it, it, it was, yeah, it was having the conversations with her. You're right, man. When, when it, essentially are they're just basically rides, the Cyclone, the Himalayas. And the Himalayas was the spot though, bro. Like the, yes. the music was jumping. And you know it was you know whatever nine o'clock, ten o'clock at night, and you're just chilling there, so to me, you know it, it, it was, rep- it's essentially
0: a club, <laughs> but not not a club yeah, yeah. right yep and, and the, the the guy running running the 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 machine had the you know so what's funny, and and we'll talk about this very quickly is that most people, and I don't know if this is the case anywhere else in the world, but New York City radio stations basically exchanged places on the on the dial right so uh what what when 103.5 became ktu they used to be like hot 97 right hot 97 wasn't always at 97 hot 97 used to be at 1037 right and then uh bls was was 98.7 then it became 95.5 like so you know when we talk about like the trains have changed what what is now the 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 D train used to be the B train when i was a kid is now the D train the radio stations all changed so back in the day it Z100 what's now Z100 100.3 used to be KTU and they used to play freestyle and that's what the the, the Himalaya used to be rocking out was was the freestyle
1: and i think some of the uh some of the the the, the radio stations used to be live there too. We're here at the Himalayas. <laughs> so, you know, it, it, and it would be bumping the music that was piped into the whole sound, and it sounded like a it sounded like a party, man. It just yeah, sounded it was like real, a concert, real, yeah, yeah. But you just schooled everybody on, you know, on broadcast. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, you know, and what's funny is I didn't think about it until this show, and, and so I got to tell you that so far we've been in existence for a month and a half, and we've been getting some awesome feedback from our listeners about the memory lane that we're taking them on and the things that we're saying. And they're like, I I never thought about that until you said it in the show. And I'm like, that's why we exist is to take you back to that place and hopefully leave you with a smile on your face. So, you know, if you want to hit us up with more of this stuff, BKNY podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to talk about your commentary about the show and the things that, that we're, we're lifting up for you, but that's why we exist, bro. Is, is for that memory lane. Making people
1: reminisce and just recall what it used to be to be a, a young person just chilling in these streets of Brooklyn and having a good old time. I mean, yes, it was tough at certain points, like we said, but I mean, this city just, this borough just gave you so much. And it did. again, it did. you know, from a scenic, <clears throat> you know, uh, Brooklyn Bridge view. To Coney Island, you know, it, there's a lot in between too that we'll dive into. But I'm glad that we get that feedback because that just makes me happy too, man.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny. So you say Coney Island, and and Coney Island is is a couple of pieces now, right? And and it always has been. Coney Island, the rides, the machines, right? Because you also have uh, the Cyclone, the the world's oldest wooden death trap roller coaster. I'll get on that shit. Bro. The Wonder Wheel, <laughs> the Parachute Drop, which for like 20 years didn't work cuz somebody died they fell out the thing and so they you know they left it abandoned but like the lights still work and you could see it when you're driving but there's a, the boardwalk the boardwalk yes right there's there's the annual mermaid parade which like if you've never been to the mermaid parade you want to talk about seeing all levels of all kinds of people go to the the, the, the Coney <laughs> Island mermaid parade you're gonna, you're going to see folks of all ilk uh and, and stuff on display. But you had, you know, who did you have on the boardwalk? You have the 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 carnival games, right? You had the the seafood spots. Uh and you know, my memory's not Nathan's. My memory is my father used to love uh clams, raw oysters and clams. So we mm-hmm. would go there and we put the little hot sauce and the nice. the horseradish and, and and we and that's where I learned to like seafood like that. Um but then you had a uh, homeboy in a Speedo on <laughs> yeah. roller skates uh, with the with the fingerless gloves, right? Gold chains, tan as shit, just jamming out to whatever, you know, 70s R&B track he had on his extra large back. radio. Yeah, He, he had, had, a had pull the pull box. box. He definitely had the blue box. But he should not have been wearing a Speedo. Like You know, you saw some things that you were like, am I really looking at this? This is... You know, so uh you had you had that guy. Um, you had people barbecuing illegally. Uh you had the fiends under the boardwalk. You know, I used to think like the boardwalk was like cool, I could go hide and nope. Nope, you don't want to go under there.
1: And it it's such just- a small area too, right? You would think Coney Island is super big, but it, it was not that big. Like it was just a pretty small area, like smack on the beach though, which was yeah. weird. Um and you know, after you know, living in a few other states like Florida, you know, you go to Disneyland and you'd you be like,
0: damn, you know, Coney Island was is ghetto as fuck. You know, like, <laughs> Yeah, and, but, you know, and, and granted, that term, problematic. We, we understand what, what people think they mean when they say ghetto, right? But it's just, it, it was a different kind of life, it, you know? And, and definitely when you think about, like, the, the housing projects, next to uh uh coney island and 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 some of the the things that were engendered in that community they had to come to the boardwalk because i'm sure people were getting harassed in the project so let's get away from there yeah. and bring some of that to to the boardwalk absolutely um but you know what's also funny is that you you so we go to coney island we go to coney island beach coney island beach is actually like eight beaches because there's the there's I think there's like five sections of Coney Island beach and then it becomes Brighton beach. It's deep. Yeah. That, that, that beach is deep. Yep. That does hit kind of the whole section. And, of- and depending on like what you wanted to be exposed to kind of determined which, which number you went to, <laughs> Yeah, you know, and like the Brighton beach, I think it's like one, two, three, four, five, and, and six potentially by the time you got to six, that was like the Russian Orthodox Jewish community. That had that section unlocked, so like you weren't hearing music, you weren't hearing hip hop or R and B or anything that. You like, it was just families, uh, and typically immigrant families just chilling on the beach, where Coney Island won, mm, forget that it, was live. That was that was the jump off. It was um, late. <laughs> <laughs> <it was. laughs> the other thing about the beaches, yo, that water. Uh. It could have been 90 degrees for 800 days and that water was still 50 below zero. And again, living in Florida, you know, where, where
1: you go to the beach and the water looks kind of clear and bluish. I don't know what color that, that beach on Coney Island is, but it's, uh, it's, it's like a
0: broccoli color. <laughs> That's the, it's the salsa that they use when they give you beef and broccoli in your combination plate. That's that's it's bright. It's Coney Island Beach water, bro. It's. Uh... <laughs> oh, that's nasty. It is. But, but... Uh, you know, so Coney Island, Manhattan Beach. Right. Uh, which which was a little bit further away, but still the same kind of water, a little more private. Um, and I think there's, there's other beaches in Brooklyn, but I, I I'm not sure what they are. Yeah, I it, it, go to it wasn't
1: like I, I guess you know, the beaches here were just you know it, it was nothing major. I think the beaches here. I think for a few people, yeah, the summertime came and yeah, let's go to the beach. But it wasn't like something that we were doing on a heavy rotation. No. Like again, like I lived in Miami and there you would plan to go to the beach periodically versus Brooklyn.
0: Like huh? I see, I, I feel like if if you were planning to go because there's there's two types of going to the beach, right? There's we'll go to the beach. And then there's, we're going to the beach. And so for, from my experience, we're going to the beach. The second one was, we're getting in the car, we're packing up all the stuff we need because we're going to Jones Beach or we're going to Orchard Beach. Those were destination beaches uh, as opposed to we're getting on a train, let's take what we can and, you know, stay there as long as it's comfortable. And then when things start to get a little crazy, we're going to leave.
1: Yeah. So, so destination trips, right? Or, or those those trips, I remember having those with my, with my family and my mother. And we would get up, honestly, must've been like at four o'clock in the morning just to Damn. go. Yeah. Just to go. Like it, it's not far, but remember letting people that don't have a lot of means. <laughs> We're taking everything <laughs> to the beach. True, So, true. El caldero con arroz con gandules is prepared. Yep. The pasteles are in there somewhere. The beers are in the cooler. Mm-hmm. The Budweiser's, because that's what everybody drank. But I mean it was it was I remember, you know, whenever I went to the beach, and it's like you say, whenever I went to the beach with the family, it was a production versus yeah. oh, if I'm going with the fellas, yeah, let's just take the train, you take your little towel, you take your your knapsack, your, you know, whatever it is you're carrying, your boom box. Um boombox,
0: you had a the yellow Sony Walkman with the with the, with the with the yellow <laughs> headphones. And it was super and then maybe later on you had the the C D player on your yeah. hip that you couldn't walk cuz it skipped all the
1: time. Yeah. But but don't tell me that that you're talking about the fellas that were going to the beach. Don't tell me you didn't have a your homeboy that no matter what the kid had tims on going to the beach.
0: Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. I I actually was that guy. <laughs> <laughs> for for like a uh, And and don't ask me why. You know, in my mind I think it was like, you know, their boots so if sand gets in them, I don't care. Whereas, like, my sneakers, I don't I don't want to send out my sneakers. Yeah, true, true. So, but, chancletas? No. You know, flip-flops? No. You don't, know. You, don't, you don't want to see my yeah. feet, bro. It yeah. was not. No. A, but
1: regardless, it just it wasn't the style. You weren't taking yeah. a trip with flip-flops, bro.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I remember the first time I put, I had Timberland boots on with shorts. And people oh, are man, like, you? are you okay? And you probably jumped in the water with the jean I, shorts I, on, I was, I was, with the jean shorts. Absolutely jean shorts. <laughs> Come on, man. Uh, some people call them jorts, but... <laughs> Jean shorts, you know, Echo, yeah. right? Uh Mark Echo jean shorts or um, size forty two some, because sometimes you, you cut your pants and then you try to roll them up because so, <laughs> you didn't cut them right. <laughs> Why they hemmed up so much? Oh man, Pepe Pepe shorts that you uh, cut? Like, yeah. listen. We could we could get into like all the old classic jeans. Let's let's not do that. Um let's talk about, you know, so let's let's move away from the beach in Coney Island. And 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 take it to some place that I think, for for mo- most of us, depending on how you came up, was either a place you wanted to go or not. And when you said it, like my heart brought back so many memories. Albany Square Mall. Oh Lord, out in Fulton, bro. Yeah, yeah. So that was a, a different life, right? It so was. you know, to to set the 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 the, the picture for people. Well, I grew up uh, in, in Brooklyn. It, It's it's really like a tale of two cities. So where my mom lived was a a supremely Hasidic Jewish area. So to walk around, all you saw was Hasidic Jews. Uh, And then like the random folks were people on the bus and the trains that were coming through the neighborhood. But then where my father lived was everybody else, right? The thing about Albee Square Mall and the Fulton area was that was the West Indians, the Jamaicans, the Haitians, and folks that didn't live in the two areas where I was growing up. So automatically, and I don't know why this is, I mean, I can imagine we trace it back to, to, you know, elements of racism, but the thought of going to like Fulton raised fears for people because that was known as like a black neighborhood and black neighborhoods caught a lot of flack for Oh, you're going to get jumped and yeah. violence and, you know, criminals and all that kind of stuff. So unfairly characterized as that, granted, because almost all of Brooklyn and New York had spaces that were high crime and all that kind of stuff. It didn't matter who were the people that lived there.
1: I, I just love the vibe going over there. And But you're absolutely right, though. Like when we would go, we're like, oh, we're going to go to Albee Square. So you got it. You kind of had to get ready mentally to to venture um, out of your neighborhood into, and that's, we do that n- normally, right? We were, we always got prepared to go. If we were going outside of our neighborhood, we were mentally, you would do a quick mental check. You'd be like, I'll be scared more. All. all right, cool. I know like, I right, I gotta be on my, yes. my, you
0: know, I gotta be well, on and, point. And, and as, as a young man, right? Because a young man. A, 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 I don't, I don't know that I know many women that came up getting ready to fight, having to go to places. But as, as a, as a young man, you showed up in, in somebody's hood, like prepare to fight.
1: It was the first thing that, that, the first thing that crossed your minds. And anytime somebody invited you to a different neighborhood, that wasn't yours. You know, that was, if I was going to Bay Ridge, I was like, I, it is not that life, but still I'm not from this neighborhood. I don't know how to maneuver within the confines of this neighborhood. So, I got to be on point. And when you say be on point, it was like, you check yourself before you bounce. You be like, all right, I got my gear on. You know, if I need to tussle, I'm ready to tussle. Um, and it was really a mental check. And I did that everywhere we went that wasn't the neighborhood, unless we were going back to an area that we grew up at recently and we knew people on that block. Um, but it's funny, that's the way it was when you're a young man in, in Brooklyn. It, it was all about where you're from and where you're going.
0: Well, and you know, so to 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 your point, and and I love that we have throwbacks to other episodes. I, I I was told, don't go to places by yourself. Always have one person with you. It doesn't matter. Facts. And so yeah, you fair. have your one boy that you're always with, yeah. and then potentially he's brought somebody else, and, and and that's how the crew grew. Well, all all be Square Mall, Fulton was one of the places I was told by my mom, do not go there alone. <laughs> So okay. So I got my boy and we went there. And we walked we up the train station. We got jumped. Like all the things that we were told to be fearful of that you think he's like, this isn't gonna happen. It 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 happened yeah (laughs) we got jumped (laughs) we got took our stuff and it's funny Um, right it's it's like you're a tourist right in
1: your own fucking city in your Your own own city in your own bro because people know that you're not from this neighborhood they and and again that's when you the mental check comes in that you go all right let me walk a certain way and and what i found um that was key was at least having a homeboy that was from that area ish yeah that was close to it that kind of it was a guide. It was basically <laughs> a travel guide, <laughs> your, your tour guide through your tour guide.
0: Through, yeah. But why? So let's talk about why we went to R B Square Mall because there was a certain reason. I want to hear because we haven't talked about why we went to R B Square Mall. But tell me why you went, and I'm gonna see if it's the same reason why I went.
1: All right. For me, it was really the, the kind of this this finding these new uh, kind of uh, design. Uh, gear that you really couldn't find in your neighborhood all the time, right? So if it was that, that and I that you just couldn't get on Knickerbocker, I knew I could get that at i square. Or if it was those kicks or it was those Tim's that, damn, I can't get those beef and broccolis anywhere. I knew I'll be square. I was going to be able to find it. Um, so for me, it was more the fashion scene. Um, uh, I, I think, you know, it, the music scene was big, too, because if you remember, they used to have cats just selling everything on, on the side. Right now. So, you know, if you're looking for that DJ Clue or whatever, you were able to find that stuff. So it was more like just stuff that you can't find in your neighborhood. Reach out to your tour guide. I got the spot for you.
0: All right. So, so similarly, right? So for me, Albee Square Mall had three specific shops in them. One was the Sherling spot oh, right which you know it, shirling and leather jackets which yep. at a time was that was the fashion can you right? tell the so,
1: people can you tell the audience what a shirling is though can you break it down Sorry,
0: let me the <laughs> shirling is a type of coat that is made out of animal uh skin uh typically uh toughened leather uh but it, it is a brown and has a fleece kind of uh interior that depending on the uh, stitching, you know, sometimes the fleece showed as as the seam of the jacket on the outside. Uh, brown leather, tan, brown leather, uh, mahogany, um, three quarters typically, three quarters. You know, with a hood. Did you get the hat? Uh, no. Well, so fun fact: I have never owned a Sherling in my life. Nah. Uh-huh. One of one of my goals before I leave New York <laughs> <laughs> is to own a Sherling, if for no other reason than to say. I own a Sherling in my life. Cause I listen, those things were like three hundred dollars back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like and this is when the value of the dollar was could get you more. You know, a three hundred dollar jacket, six hundred dollar jacket, like you had to be some kind of rich or a drug dealer to, to, to have a shirling. Yeah, so it,
1: it wasn't common. It wasn't common in, was, in my circle either.
0: So I I did one of those where, like, you know, I'd walk into the store and and the owner, the proprietor of the establishment very quickly was like, "Uh, can I help you? No, I'm just looking. All right. And then so he would stay there and watch you. And, you know, me and my boy would be like, yo, this is the one I want to get. No, I'm going to get this one. This is flavor right here. Like, you know, we we fantasize about which shirling we were going to be able to buy and then thought about, like, how cool we were going to be when we went back around the way. Like, that was that was what we did. Um, (laughs) there was the dude that did graffiti onto clothes, right? So whether it was a hat, a t-shirt, a jacket, and and most people had the jean jacket and the panel on the back, they would do graffiti to, to the thing. And again, it was another moment where you, with your boy, like, yo, I'm going to make him do it like a dragon holding, (laughs) uh a skull, but also like he's biting into a missile and there's an explosion behind it, but he's doing a ninja kick. <laughs> like dumb, dumb stuff. But this is, you know, why I went to, to, to there for. And the last reason, as you said, was the mixtape dude mixed uh, tape. who sold, you know, all the different mixes from the clubs and, you know, he would have them and then you'd be like, I want this one. And he'd be like, let me play it for you first. And you, he was typically Jamaican, at least for me. Like, man, I'm going to play that tape for you. And that's my, my really bad <laughs> Jamaican accent. But you, you put the tape in. You're like, yeah, that's the one I want, you know, $5, $10. And I would come home with like three different cassettes. And that's about the only thing I ever bought at Obby yeah. Square Mall.
1: Yeah, because you would go with the intentions, obviously. I was have a little bit of money because I knew if I'm going to Aubie Square Mall, again, I, I don't, I'm not coming here often. But when I go, I'm going to at least have maybe it was 100, 100 bucks on me. Um, that was a lot. Not me, I yeah. learned
0: my lesson. I went <laughs> with exactly how much I was gonna spend, because <clears throat> I I wasn't getting robbed again. <laughs> Fool me once, shame on you. Jump me twice, shame on me. No, it, uh, it was live, man. It was live. I'll be was, was live, man. And
1: and, and I, again, I I it, the the greatest part of going to Albee was leaving Albee Square <laughs> with
0: with all your stuff in Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I get it. I made
1: it. I made it. Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, other other shout outs to Albee Square Mall. There was the fish sandwich spot. Uh, he was on a corner over there, and it was it was basically white fish with uh, mayonnaise and and uh, tartar sauce, but it was delicious. Uh, and you got the you got that for like two dollars. Uh, Young World, where a lot of people's parents did their back to school shopping at Young World. Uh, VIM was also yeah. out there, yeah. and and the classic, never to be forgotten, Doctor J's. Doctor J, so fly. Everybody went to get their Timberlands, their Nikes, their tracksuit, Adidas, Kangaroo, British Knights, Ellysi, Elisi, Elisi. Elita, uh, Yeah, sounds about right. right. Yeah, yeah, troops. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> and, and there were no Footlockers
1: back in the days, right? Do you remember going to Footlocker? Like, there I don't was, no, it was
0: Doctor J's. That's, That's where it, you right? went, yeah. and then and eventually, like in the future. Then Dr. J started saying Olaf basketball shorts. And so people will go out there to get those joints. Uh, And this is before and one became a company and started selling their bootleg Olaf's, but much more accessible. But that's another story. All right. (laughs) So, um, you know, classic throwback. Some people may remember this. Some may not. The Avenue I Flea Market. When I said it to you, you were like, what?
1: Yeah, I was like, I don't know where that's at.
0: Avenue I Flea Market was basically an indoor flea market located on Avenue I in Brooklyn, which is Bensonhurst, Um, under the elevated train. I believe it was the, at that time, it was the D and the F. Now it would be the B and the F train. Um, And you could get basically anything and everything, and, and typically cheaper than in a store. They're like the original dollar savings or dollar tree or amazing savings, like you know, we have those now, but back then it was Avenue I Flea Market. And the beautiful thing about it is it was multi-ethnic. Mm-hmm. So like everybody had a booth in Avenue I Flea Market. The the Italian guy selling the the dried meats, the old timer dude that has stuff from like the nineteen forties and the nineteen twenties, right? Uh a couple of the 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 dudes from Arby Square Mall who opened up a, a, a bootleg Sherling stop over here. You know, they had it. But for me, comic books. Oh, man. There was the 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 comic book guy. He looked exactly like the Simpsons comic book dude. Uh, I didn't even realize this until I had this flashback. I was like, holy shit. I think it's, it's the same guy. But this was a guy that I would go and I would talk comics with him. And then he put me onto the ones that I needed to own. And those were the comics that I had. Years later, right, like, fast forward to the future, the comics that he told me to buy are the comics that, like, they've taken those storylines and adapted it into the movies. Wow. Like, the stuff that we're seeing now, I read those comic books. I know the storylines because I used to have them. And, and, and you know, you being a fan of
1: comic books, I, I was at a point, you know, I also um, became a fan, and I remember just trying to find the X-Men's and, you know, the the. The fly comic books. How did you feel, man, when you got that comic book that you wanted and and you knew you were about to read this spectacular, you know, comic book? And, and it just felt so good. And, and it's funny, right? Because people look at it right
0: now and it's just, oh, it's just a comic book. But for us, it was an escape. Absolutely, man. man. Are you kidding me? So let me let me give you a memory. And I I, I think this is gonna resonate for a lot of us. So here was my routine prior to going to bed. My mom would say, Oye, nene, time to go to bed. And I'd be like, can I have my snack? Because that's every kid's, like, I don't want to go to bed. I need to stay up a little bit longer. Can I have a snack? And my before bed snack was a bowl of cereal, right? So my routine was i go in the kitchen, i grab the bowl, grab the spoon, grab the cereal from on top of the nevera, Right. Take out the milk. Then it's the big milk, too. Like we didn't have the box, milk; we had the big gallon of milk that like I couldn't. It was too heavy for me. But, you know, I put that on the table. Then I will go to the living room and in my my mother's uh, entertainment center. Right. That had all of the, the little sweet 16 and the baptism and the communion and my graduation stuff and the China and all that kind of shit, because every Spanish household has that. We all have one. In the bottom level where the gabinetas are that you open up was all my comic books. Damn. And so I would reach in and I grab about four or five comic books, and I go back to the kitchen. I would pour myself one bowl of cereal, and I start reading the comic book and eating my cereal. And I would read all five comic books, which meant multiple bowls of cereal, <laughs> which meant that I would go through a box of cereal a night potentially which meant that my moms would get mad. Be like, coño, nene, como tu comiste todo este cereal? Right? Because I wouldn't eat dinner, right? And, and, you know, pork chops, pasteles, rice, chicken. I didn't eat that shit. But give me a bowl of super golden crisp, Lucky Charms, Fruity Pebbles, Frosted Flakes. I was about that life.
1: Even the bootleg version, whatever you got, moms, I'm, I'm I mean,
0: you know, so when we talk bootleg, we're talking kicks. <laughs> kicks, yeah. Vita King right raisin bran special k i I used to have to put sugar on top of that shit like
1: yeah
0: but this was my routine and so and and you know we're we're totally off the topic of brooklyn right now but but let me put put people onto something here i read these comic books religiously right and people say to me nowadays nesta like you have a, a very interesting vocabulary and the reason why i have this vocabulary it's because I read comic books from the age of, like, four, right, when I could start reading, to the rest of my life. And who were comic books written by once upon a time? Mm-hmm. Like, and not that it's not the case now, but really smart people, right, nerds were were creating these comic books. So they're putting their their knowledge into these books. So uh, scientific terms, I learned them. Why? Because Reed Richards was dropping science, Mr. Fantastic, right? Tony Stark was inventing stuff. I was reading about it. Spider-Man was a boy genius. Like chemical equations and physics and like all of these things are happening in comic books and people, ah, it's just comic books. No, man. The reason I'm as smart as I am, comic books. I don't care what anybody says.
1: And people get comic books confused. They think, oh, it's just like kids- it's not it's like you say i mean the people that were writing these book these comic books were their intentions are not to yes there was an element of we want everybody to read these especially kids but it's like you say the words in the comic books they were not just childish verses no. No, i mean it was
0: deep stuff there, there was heavy stuff happening in the comic books abuse yeah. alcohol abuse world wars crisis of consciousness people doubting themselves coming of age discovering your identity who were you who are you as a person like what's good what's bad what's morally ambiguous like all of these things concepts that are there that you know as a 5 or 7 year old are heavy but you're being conditioned to know these things and and so when they show up later in life you're like i, I kind of feel like i know this <laughs> so so avenue i flea market Believe it or not. And because of this conversation that we're having, like for me, all of a sudden, Avenue I Flea Market skyrockets to like the top 10 wow. list of reasons why Nestor is the way he is. Because I was able to have a place where I could go, because I didn't have a local comic book shop, right? I had to go to Avenue I Flea Market to, to get my comic fix. Uh, so, you know, big shout outs to Avenue I Flea Market, by the way. Uh, they don't exist anymore. <laughs> um, but, you know. It's not because of the pandemic, so <laughs> we were about to take a trip there if it did. Yeah, yeah. Geez, yeah. Uh, you know, we talk about comic book shops. Let's talk about arcades. Yeah, you that, brought that up. Yeah, like, arcades. That's a, yeah. That, so, that's, did you have
1: arcades in your neighborhood? Yeah, we did. We did. We had a few. Um, um, like, and there were like just random spots that just had video games in them. Right, like it wasn't the flashy. You know, the ones it's that not like see.
0: barcade now. Nah, which, yeah, you know. yeah.
1: It wasn't anything flashy that had the neon lights on the outside with a arrow pointing to arcade. It was just really <laughs> 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 it wasn't you know, it wasn't like that. It was just you know, it was just some, you know, maybe a, a kind of like a club, maybe that didn't make it as a club and all of a sudden they got some space and then, hey, let's just put some arcades in here. And I mean you know, you're saving up your quarters. You know, you're you're waiting for after school to go. My favorite game, believe it or not, was Pac-Man. I just love Pac-Man. No, that's a great game. Yeah, that, that was favorite, that's, that's an all-time classic. Man. Yeah, and we were, I'm trying to beat every high score or whatever. But it was just a spot where you know you got together with your friends too. Let's go to the arcade. Um, you know, you always had some chump change, and there was days that you might just have what a quarter. And that's that's funny. that's you think of having a quarter just, you know, like, that shit is nothing, right? But when you were well, growing- and the- you
0: say quarter, one of the things that I learned terminology-wise is you had to call it a case quarter. Case quarter. Because if people gave you two dimes and a nickel, you couldn't play video games. You needed a case quarter. Yeah. So it had to be an actual quarter. Yeah. Not 25 pennies, not two dimes and a nickel, not five nickels, an actual quarter. <laughs> 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 <Yep>. <laughs>
1: But I also remember I would get if I if I had like a few dimes in the house and a few pennies, I would go to the bodega and say, Hey, can you give me like five quarters? You know, like <laughs> yeah, transfer your 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 chump change. But uh but it was a cool spot, you know, and it was you know what I what what was nostalgic about it for me was again, it was after school. Um again, and it was more like a winter activity because again, in the summertime, you're thinking about again, it's seasonal, right? what we do as young ch- young kids or, you know, whatever, teenagers. It's all seasonal. Um, for me, winter was that cool time to be in a spot that was, you know, was not outdoors and you had some video games. Yeah. Um, St- strategy. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So um, a lot of fun. And, you know, there's sometimes girls in there too, that were playing whatever games they had. and Miss uh, Ms. Pac-Man. Miss Pac-Man. There you, go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But it was cool, man. And, you know, and, and there was always, there was maybe, you know, three or four spots. And there was always that one spot that you prefer over the other spots, because maybe that other spot, this kid that you had beef with was there and I didn't want to go there because he's going to take my quarter. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. but it was just you know it was just a, a a kind of a cool segue from after school before you get home, have your dinner, get into your comic books or whatever you were doing. So um, yeah, that, that's that's the reason I think arcades were ranked up there. And and then we 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 took the arcade to the whole you know you still play video games right? So absolutely, yeah, I mean, Atari was the next thing right, and you know and and Nintendo and you know it, it was just. How amazing did you feel to play that game at home, bro? Like, it was just, it was awesome, so.
0: It was magical. And, you know, people don't really understand it if they didn't get into it, but it's just something about being able to to take the magic of that arcade and now I don't have to spend $5 on a continue. I don't have to wait for other people's turns. Like, I could just basically, oh, I died, I could hit reset and start all over again. But, you know, what's funny is we didn't have arcades in my neighborhood. We have bodegas that sectioned off a part of their store and put in arcade machines. And so you know there was like three or four machines uh Tron, Donkey Kong Jr uh, 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 Pac-Man um and there was another one I got uh, Ast- asteroids and tempest Tempest was fly yep they, those, um, both good. and those were those were again and, and I would only get to go when my older cousin took me. And so I would, be like, you know, that can can I get some quarters? And he'd reach in his pocket, give me some change. And you put your quarter up for next. Like that was the the way you let people know that you had next. Yo, I got next. Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I felt so intimidated sometimes. Oh, yeah,
0: shit. it was. But but uh, and then the other place was the bowling alley. Um, had arcade games, and and I remember when I first saw like the first Street Fighter, and I was like, yo, oh, that was dope. Damn. And then and then the game, like, disappeared, and then all of a sudden, here's Street Fighter 2. And, you know, I know this isn't the video game conversation, but, like, <laughs> that brought a whole new world of, like, you went. And so, like, when I was going to school, we had the little, uh, the mini bodega. There was, like, the bagel spot, and he had Street Fighter 2 in there. And so there's a lot of latenesses on my attendance record because... I had next and I wasn't about to lose my spot in line and I had to, I had to play the game before I went to class.
1: And, and unlike Pac-Man, you didn't get a crowd around you for Pac-Man if you're playing it. But yeah. for Street Fighter,
0: everybody was looking at you. Everybody. Like, Ooh. <laughs> oh, damn, son, you just <laughs> lost to Chun-Li? Really? Like you let Chun-Li beat you? Yeah, it was, it was a thing. Yeah, it was fun um, It was good. It was, times, it, was it, was good. it was good. Listen, we, we, we had the 45 minute mark. <laughs> Ready and I'm so mad because there's so many places on the map that we haven't hit, right? But, you know, let's give shout-outs to certain sections of of Brooklyn real quick because we want to make sure that they get their, their shine. So, um, you know, in no particular order, like, we're not ranking these things, but, like, Bensonhurst, uh, where I went to high school, certainly, you know, for me, Avenue Y Flea Market is located there, FDR High School is located there, big shout-outs, like, Massively Italian area of Brooklyn once upon a time. I think it's different now, but like that's where I met all of the what I call the Bobby Parmigianos of of my youth. Uh, So, you know, they were basically like the kids from a Bronx tale. So like if you if you take the the little clique from a Bronx tale and put them in Bensonhurst, that was basically who I was around. Um, Williamsburg, which is an area that you're familiar with right now. Home of Barcade, right? Like that's the the, the, the future version where you could drink now and play video games. But uh, Williamsburg didn't used to be what it is now. Right? Once upon a time, it was much like Fulton. Go there if you want to get your stuff taken, <laughs> <laughs> and you're looking for illicit activities. Uh, Fort Green. These are projects. Uh, the Fort Green projects get shouted out a lot in old school hip hop because. It's a lot live, of things man. went down. It it's was, live. I think it's still live to this day. Still live. Uh, the gentrifiers that have gone in there have come right back out. <laughs> like We're we not, we not trying to do this. Uh, Fourth Avenue, which uh, you do a little research and you find out that Fourth Avenue is one of the only continuous stretches of road that cuts from one side of Brooklyn to the other. That thing is deep, bro. I didn't so realize you, could, that. you could go from like basically the the Verrazano Bridge all the way to Atlantic Terminal and beyond on on 4th Avenue. That's that's how that. Yeah, yeah. And like once upon a time it used to be a four-lane highway. Now due to gentrification, it's it's two lanes uh with lots of bike lanes and parking in the middle of the street for no good reason. Um Dike Heights I think it's like the only place in Brooklyn that has a golf course. I I know I'm wrong, but it's the only one that I know. So uh, Dyker Heights gets a shout out. Um, Midwood, another place where I went to to high school. Um, We had at the time the only AstroTurf football field. So every other high school in Brooklyn had either dirt or patches of grass and geese poop. You were in the future, my man. We were, we were the future, but that—that that, I mean, we got jumped because of that. Oh, People w- was hating on us. You said Highland Park. Highland Park, yeah. McCarran Pool. McCarran Pool, yep. Uh, Places that uh, you learn how to be a man.
1: Yeah, yeah. McCarran Pool was uh, yeah, because uh, the the flat cousin used to take me. So she used to take her baby oil and just—I mean, just splattering all over her. And I'm like, what the hell is this? And it was a magical was a moment. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, uh, how how is your fly cousin nowadays
1: is, is, is she doing uh, all work? yeah she's good she's actually out of Florida which is cool man like uh, I met up with her like when I was out there in Miami hooked up with I her I feel real like quick. that's
0: where all the fly cousins end up <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> Florida she was still doing Miami. the same
1: thing it was, it was funny because she used to you know kind of like smoke the weed a lot and it was like yeah she's still Got doing the thing is she it was an cool. Instagram
0: model <laughs> 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 no let's not do that let's not, we, we don't hate. hate we don't hate on this show we, it's yeah. all love I hate except yeah, for the gentrifiers no hate Um, And last but not least, uh, because I think, you know, due to the the upcoming holiday season, um, what I call it, and I know this is incorrect, the 86th Street Halloween and Christmas neighborhoods, which basically over here was there's a bunch of houses in the 80s that they decided we're going to just decorate like, like it's going out of style. It's like one of those, um, like the, I think it's the, 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 I don't know if it's the Geico or the progressive commercial where the guy's like, I got more. And every time the camera cuts back, he has more lights on his house. Basically, that's uh, 86th Street out here.
1: How fun was it though, right? Like when when your parents were just taking the car and you were just like, it, it, was, it was magical, man. And, and, it, it felt so cool. And you're with your parents and, you know, it's like a Jurassic Park ride with the exception of, you know, you're just <laughs> seeing houses and everything lit up. It was mad cool, man. I had a, like, it was, I, I got super nostalgic when you, when you mentioned it, um, because it, it took me back, man. And I just remember being like young and in the back of the seat, just, just having this, just like, as soon as they turned into that blocking be like, what the, yo, it yeah. was just. Yeah. Point, man. You know, so- and,
0: and 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 so here's the tragedy, and leave it to me to bring the tragedy into this thing. But like, we're in the car, uh, if we're lucky enough to have a car, right? Because there were some families that had to walk it in in the middle of winter or whatever. But we're going down these uh, these beautiful uh, uh, displays on these amazing houses that, if you see them during the day, with you know, without the the, the decoration, they're, they're amazing houses. And and here's me going. We can't do that in our apartment, Yeah, right? Like our front door emptied out into a hallway that faced five other front doors that looked the same as ours. (laughs) The only difference is the number and the letter on the door was different. And sometimes those people put a decoration on their door.
1: That's why it was big for us because it it was not normal. You know, and and if you go to outside of the city and everybody has, you know, you, you start driving into... 30, 45 minutes outside of New York City, then it, you can see it. But for us, that was the only place where, where we can see something of sort. And I imagine just like, if you have a house on that block and you're like, damn it, I got to put all these lights, like the peer pressure for you to, <laughs> yeah. must have been a lot, man. Yeah,
0: I mean, listen, there's, there's, if you stop for a moment to think about the levels of stuff, you know, and, and this conversation, these conversations are, uh, uh, over the course of, of our, you know, seven now episodes have given me reason to pause and reflect on, on like coming up, not having as much as, as other folks and, and, and realizing what that has instilled in me in terms of like how I live my life. Cause I, you know, I still live humbly. I'm not flashy, uh, uh and, and I don't want to be, uh, but certainly as a kid, going down those blocks I, I wish we had a house you know i wish that i had a room that was exclusively mine and i didn't get kicked out because my my younger sisters needed the room and so now the living room is my bedroom uh you know like th- those are things that it it starts to shape and instill in you a sense of like how you're going to proceed through the rest of your life um you know, i'm still looking for that house yeah
1: but but the thing is the, the, the appreciation that you do have for the stuff that you get when you're able to get is just I mean, it's like you say, man, like when you're watching when you're growing up and you're watching T V shows that you know, the family, every kid has a their own room, like what man, yeah. me and my brother slept in the same bed, you know. Yeah, you know, I'm feet up. He's feet down, and- <laughs> head to toe, <laughs> yeah, head to toe. You know, I was like come on, man. Like yeah. you know, and, and it, it's it's tough, right? But at the same time, we had such it was in our bubble. It was we were fine, right? And you would look at the TV, and you're like, damn, that's dope. But now, as you get to the point where you're an adult, and yeah, you want that house, right? And yeah. the reason you do, and you, it's because you know what that's gonna um, represent for your family too, and, and what that will look like, and that, how that's going to make you feel as somebody that I saw that growing up and I accomplished, you know, my not a dream, but you, you worked hard for it, and you know, now it's paying dividends, man. So, yeah.
0: I'll I tell you what before we reach the end of our first season, uh, my hope is that I will have a fully graffitied denim jacket with the dragon holding the skull and the missile, and a Sherling. Uh, and I'm going to wear it on the air just so that people know that I ain't bullshitting because I'm going to have the things that I didn't have as a kid. So, I uh, and, and, and in the future, you know, if I'm able to get the house, I'm going to decorate that house. But I tell you what, it's going to be like a star Wars slash Nintendo Christmas house. Right. I'm going to have Super Mario dressed as Santa Claus uh, coming up out the chimney, you know, holding a mushroom. And then, you know, Luke Skywalker is going to be on a wing fighter with reindeer in front of it. Like that's that's going to be the, the motif. Your,
1: your neighbors are going to be so confused about who just moved to this
0: house. With <laughs> this. Who is this guy? I'd be like, Brooklyn Knights in your neighborhood. No doubt. Uh, you know, and the song is not going to be Seme Fue para Nueva York. The song is going to be Seme Fue para otro lado. <laughs> Jerry, I have fun today. It was good, man. It was good. You know, we went down, you know,
1: another memory lane kind of a episode where, you know, I think going into this Thanksgiving holiday, um, we did have a lot to be thankful for, man. And, and you know, the fact that we're here, we're having a show, and we just able to talk about those good old days and just continue to make you know uh new memories it's dope man so yeah, it, it was yeah. a good one man
0: all right so as as we recue our el gran combo de puerto rico to take us out uh last words for the people for this episode um no nah, i mean you know just i uh, hope
1: everybody has a great thanksgiving uh thank you guys for you know the continued support I think um this is something that we just appreciate doing so much that you guys can see it and, and well hear it. Um and you know, it's it's we're just glad that you guys are continuing to join us on this journey. So thank you guys.
0: Yes, thank you. And if there's anybody out there that has access to Sherlings, <laughs> let us know because we <laughs> we're gonna try to get officially licensed Brooklyn Night Sherlings. we are as cop part two of those. our merch. <laughs> that's that's it. So uh mi gente. Thank you for rolling with us again. Let the salsa guide you. Remember, Brooklyn Knights, we spread love. It's the Brooklyn Way.